Hey everybody, welcome to the After Amen podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tanya, and we are excited to have you here for another episode. So we're just going to jump right in. We hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, we are back again. Yes, yes. And we have another special guest with us here today. We have Pastor Damon Tipton. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for the invitation. Yes, sir. We're excited. Um, let's, uh, let's just jump off and uh, just kind of tell the people about yourself. Where sure. are you, Pastor? Absolutely. Well, been here? I've been in Grenada nearly 30 years. Um, went through the school system here. We moved here, what, I guess it would be 1994. Um, I would have been around 12 years old, so if you do your math, you know where I'm about. So... Uh, we had about 14 people at the church that we were pastoring. My mom and dad came and pastored, um, started uh, acquiring some talents of playing the drums and uh, and singing and trying to be involved. Um, and then, of course, many years later, of course, got married, have children, and then we've now become the lead pastors of the Pentecostals of Grenada, located on 34 Bruce Road here in Grenada, Mississippi. Um, so it would be the east side of town. I've uh, been married, so next month we'll be celebrating our 18th year, and wow. um, so I have, um, I have, we have three children, I'll tell everybody I have three children and one wife, so um, uh, we'd like to keep both of those numbers the same. That's so, right, <laughs> that's right. So, uh, but her name is Candy, and she is an angel, I tell her this all the time, jokingly, I said, babe, you're an angel, because you're all up in the air about something sometimes, you know, so... <laughs> But no, truthfully, she really is an angel. She puts up with me, and um, and she is a tremendous mother, wonderful pastor's wife, um, and just involved in the community, um, and loves people, loves the work of God. And so we, we have three children, Cannon, Cade, and Darlin' Grace. So two boys, one girl, and a great congregation of people who mm -hmm. uh, multicultured, who love the Lord, and uh, who doesn't mind expressing that. So That's right. And and might I say her name is perfect for her. It's sweet because she yes. she is sweet as it can is, be. It is. It is. Yes, absolutely. I agree. She's so and, sweet. And yes, my boss, uh, Natalie, she just absolutely adores your wife. Sure. She talks so much about her. Is she that just... is that Natalie uh, Bimmett? Yes. Natalie yes. Bimmett is our neighbor, and we yeah. love her tremendously. <laughs> Tremendous woman. Yes. So and, she and is crazy about her. I also wanna want us to touch on sure you're not the pastor of way of life ministry oh well this is true <laughs> it, we do get a lot of people get that mixed yes, up they yeah. Do. Yeah. Uh, yes they when did yeah because we everybody when we tell them where we go to church yeah. they're like oh i know that church exactly. it's right there at the bottom of or at the bottom of the hill right that's where you right. go no that's no not that's not one. it and so i have I've, i'm sure you as well uh and, and pastor owensby has traffic controlled for for us as we <laughs> yes. have him so but uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, y'all guys. You guys are doing a great work at Way of Life, and well, uh, and I'm just glad to partner with you. And hopefully, oh, this podcast uh, that will be an encouragement. And I know that I'm sure other guests and the things that you have done has been an encouragement. Will yeah. be an encouragement. So I'm just glad to be a part. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yes, sir. Awesome. We're excited. We are very, very excited. Um, well, I guess we'll just kind of jump right in. We asked you to um you know, well josh wanted to have you on he sure. just felt like the lord was leading leading him that direction and i was like well i've got the perfect topic <laughs> because i could not think of anything better 
to talk to you about them being encouraged sure. in today's world because I don't think I've ever seen you that you don't have a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And I know because obviously we're very close with our pastor. Sure. We've been in leadership under him for several years. So being that close to your pastor or who, wh whoever your pastor is, if you're sure. listening out there, you would know that being a pastor is not always roses and sunshine. Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> you face your challenges, but I honestly have never seen you without a smile on your face. Well, thank you. So that is that was the perfect topic that that I could think of for us to talk about today. And I think mainly because, you know, we've certainly faced challenges throughout the years, but I think since 2020 and the COVID uh, pandemic and, um, you know, rising prices and inflation across the board, so many people are experiencing times of discouragement. Of course. And so I just felt like it was a really good topic for us to talk about. Absolutely. So we're going to let you just flow and. Well, again, I, um, I think the conversation, um, having this conversation is very needed. And mm -hmm. let me first start by saying again, thank you for your confidence in me and thank you for your friendship. Our kids are Absolutely. friends and play ball together. And so yes. uh, thank you for your kind words of um, observation. Uh, I hope would, I guess I could say it like that. Um, you know, I, I have to stop and give a little credit uh, for the smile. Uh, two things, I give God the glory. Uh, yes. And Paul said if he's going to brag about anything, he'd brag about the infirmities in his life and difficulties because the good stuff has to come somewhere else. So, <laughs> so I give God the glory, and I would accredit uh, a lot of that to my mother, my father, who trained us, and uh, too awesome. has the, that, um, that spirit among them. Um, and, I, and I would have to quote my dad on this. This is what he would instill us in us and in my mother. He would often tell people, he said, you know, I'm never down. And he's told this before, and he actually said it to a man. He said, you mean, Brother Tipton, you're telling me you, you, that can't be true. You're telling me you've ne you're, you're never down. He said, no, I'm never, I'm never down. He said, I don't believe that. He said, everybody's down. He said, well, not me. He said, I'm either up or getting up. <laughs> I and, love and, it, and, and, and that's the nice. attitude mom and dad has always. I love that. Had. So I, I might, I might use. You that. can use yeah. it. You I can might use, it. use that. So it, you know, and and that's really the philosophy and the foundation we were raised <laughs> up on, which is really the core of that is the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, built on those principles and mm -hmm. precepts. And um, what one scripture I believe it says that you know when I fall I shall arise. I I shall mm -hmm. rise, and that has to be the mentality first and foremost going in this conversation. Um, I've never seen anybody bounce back that didn't want to. I've never seen somebody come out of uh, the thick and 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 the depression if they really didn't want to. So the first thing you have to have the want to. That's mm -hmm. the foundation Absolutely. of of encouragement. So. It is a world, as you've pointed out, Tanya, it is a world uh, that, you know, we've got phones, we've, we're, we're more connected than we ever, are, have, ever have been in our culture and our time, but we're probably more disconnected than we ever have Absolutely. been. So, um, and, and you talked about smiles and you talked about it can't be always roses as a pastor, and certainly it's not. <laughs> Sometimes you paste it on and you move forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say I'm surely not um, an exception to that. There, I think people go to work, people come home to their husband or wives, their children, they go to church, they, they go to school, and they find themselves with 
paste on smiles and they put a facade on. Mm -hmm. um, and I, the truth is, there's there's just pressure, um, just all f coming from the world. And I think it's the pace that constantly is increasing. Um, uh, again, you know, Dad would always say he'd say. <laughs> Uh, he said, I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have low blood pressure. I just have pressure. <laughs> and, so, so, and it seems to be increasing, you know, in our, in our culture. Uh, so, you know, what do you do with, with that? What do you do? We, we just, um, we just uh, had the memory of 9-11 mm -hmm. uh, here recently and, uh, what, 21 years. Mm -hmm. um, and still, you know, the, the saying is we never forget and when we look back at those pictures, people are looking at those towers that have fallen and, and all. And there's this visual that seems to say, um, will we ever, will, I, will we ever recover? Will I ever get through this? I can't believe this is happening to me, us, our nation, my family. Mm -hmm. Whether you had a family member in that or, you know, you're all the way down the south. Everybody felt something that day. And we right. continue to feel that when we think of it. And I relate this to even our lives, but, you know, looking back, I preached uh, uh, Sunday on this very topic where um, if, you, if we're not careful as a country, as a family, as an individual, using this illustration of the fallen towers, you know, we could have sat there in that rubble, in that ash, and we could have just just had our pity party. Mm -hmm. And I don't like pity parties. And yeah. the reason I the reason I don't, because I'm always the only one that shows up, you know. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you just by yourself looking at this ash, this rubble, right. and you're thinking, there can't be life beyond this, what I'm going through. And the truth is, it did. It, take, it took eight months to clean that up. That's a long time, but you got started. They got through. Now there's a great you know, memorial there, mm -hmm. and there's now a new taller one tower there and what a lot of people do not know is they took the rubble they took the uh, the pieces of of the twin towers this metal and they took it to a forgery and it is said that these men that forged um when they handled the me the metal for this twin towers they said that it was different it, there was a reverence in this on the mm -hmm. site every piece that they handled they would put it in these large crucibles and they melted it down and uh, i believe it was in may of 2009 uh, it was launched in new orleans the remnants of the twin towers when it was reforged and repurposed and it was made into a ship called the uss new york and um, that ship um, it's what's amazing is and i know it sounds like we're a little off topic but i'm pointing to yeah, something yeah. here but the ship is um was actually asked by the governor at the time um, to, for the, the Secretary of the Navy to make an exception to name this ship after its state, which typically all states uh, are named after submarines. Mm -hmm. But this ship, he said, we want an exception. We want our ship to be above the water. We want people to know it. And so mm -hmm. the exception was made and it was launched and its first mission was to go back to, to go up the East Coast and go up to New York and to go into the bay of where it once stood, now it sails. Wow. And, wow. Um, and so it's, um, I, I thought to myself, you know, it isn't, it, it, this very, the mission of this ship 
it is now a destroyer. It is actually, its primary mission is to fight terrorists and terrorism. And I thought, isn't that, isn't that kind of ironic how you could have, we sat there and we go, could we ever, we'll never get this back. We're destroyed. How can we bounce back? But we take those pieces hmm. and you repurpose them. And now what was destroyed is now the destroyer. Wow. I love it. So it, it, I think when we look at the, sometimes we look at our lives and we feel like this is the end. We're, we're, we're discouraged by whatever that may be. And, and there's no way we could cover all the topics. But I think the relating moments of this story is you can't just sit there in the ash and think it's over. Get the want to, and then you got to take those pieces. Mm -hmm. And you say, God, I don't know what to do with this. Mm -hmm. you got to take them back to God, and he, he renewed them. What is, Paul says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yeah. And, um, and we, he repurposes us, and, and that's really, it's called a testimony. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and so one more additive to this, and we can move on. I'm sorry this has taken so much oh, uh, of our time. So about some 20 years ago, I pastored a uh, young, my dad and I, I was just beginning to co-pastor with him, but it was a little boy and his dad, we pastored awesome people, great man, uh, awesome, you know, young, young child here. And he it was real close to him. Uh, we were real close to them rather. Well, sadly, he was staying with his mom at the time and his dad was coming back from a business trip in Vicksburg. He came through Vicksburg, stopped at a truck stop. Someone had either drug him out of his vehicle or they attacked him and brutally murdered this man, uh, beat him with chains, logging chains, until he was unrecognizable. And when my dad got to this young boy, um, this boy just fell in my dad's arms and said, you know, basically, how, how do I move forward from this? How, how can life even continue? And uh, with, the, with the help and the grace of God and the counseling and the guidance, he, he went on to grow up, uh, graduate from high school. He instilled in the Navy, and today he serves on the USS New York. And he came out of our church, and now he's, wow. he serves on that ship fighting terrorism. That's and awesome. so I want you to know, for the listeners, your listeners, mm -hmm. uh, on this awesome podcast, um, I want whoever is where they are right now um, that needs some encouragement, where you are is not the end. Mm. It's not over. Um, you're maybe just living in a moment where you're about to be repurposed. So that's whether that's your marriage, whether that's, um, you know, failure in school, um, whatever you're discouraged with, listen, don't sit in that, waller in that. Sure, we're all going to have those moments, but make them as brief as possible. Eventually get up and say, God, what do I do from here? Take yeah. me to the next level. Repurpose me. That's good. Wow. Oh, I hope so. I hope it's uh, encouraging to your no, Your that's, that's wonderful. And that, that's the kind of thing that I think people all over need to hear. They need to hear things like that, stories like that, that aren't just something on national TV. It's actual real life stories about people not far from them. Sure. You know, um, if you're listening to this from Grenada, sure. from Grenada area, right, you yeah. know, um, you know, I know we have a few listeners that have reached out that are, you know, from the Tennessee area. And I mean, that's just right down the road from them. So, I mean, yeah. people that have experienced tragic loss like that and horrible times 
where they just look at the situation. But that I think for for me, that's the key. If you don't look at the situation and you look towards God, that's true. That mm-hmm. that's the key for me, and and always has been because I'm a guilty of pity parties as much as anybody. <laughs> of course, yeah. And it all happens when I look at the situation. That's right. You know. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, in, in another example that I would give is, you know, I, I think sometimes we try to ignore, we ignore where we are. And this is another group of probably some of your audience, because all of us are made differently. Mm-hmm. Some of us, some of us, we want people to know we're down and they, we want someone to just say, hey, man, let me help you. Others, we hide it, as we talked about in your opening, mm-hmm. with the smile. So, you know, I, I think, though, venturing into the sector of people that just push through, you know, you probably know some people or connected to some people. I know I have who either, uh, you know, they, they, they've taken their life tragically, or, you know, they did some knee jerk reaction, done some mm-hmm. things and you go, Oh, them, I couldn't, I, I can't believe it was them. You would have never thought. Yeah. Um, and, I I, I, um, I look at this and I think about um, we were talking about the ship USS New York. Well, there's one thing about vessels in the water, particularly the salt water, that um, over time it, they can get barnacles that grow be- beneath the ship, the waterline, and if left undealt with, those barnacles, well, they probably won't hurt a lot of things. But if eventually the sign to the captain that knows his vessel or if we can, the individual. The sign you know things are growing underneath where nobody can see mm. is the, you know, the ship starts getting sluggish a little bit. It's, you're having to spend more energy and burn more fuel to get where you used to be. Um, and when you start seeing these signs, well, you could say, oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna keep working hard. Uh, I'm just gonna keep pushing through. Well, eventually they keep building up until the actual barnacle will expose that met the, the 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 protective coatings of that hole and now the elements of life if we can say that will then cause that hole to rust and and now just a little bump or, or, or it eats to the hole and anything can cause you to sink and expire before it's time because you didn't want to deal with what was lying beneath the surface and i think and, and i want to hit this because i think it's important there's a mentality in our culture particularly on social media that says, "Oh, let's give the boat a good waxing. Let's let's repa- let's make sure we pe- repair all the squeaks because we may have guests today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's put some new covers on the bed and the boat, and w- let's make sure the, the the dining table and our boats and and our yachts look good because when our people come in, we want to impress them. Mm-hmm. And we put a lot of things on what people see, and we ignore what lies beneath that nobody sees. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to create." more opportunities as you are doing both of you josh and and tanya that will make people feel comfortable um confident to open up and say i got some things growing in my life it it could be from childhood Mm -hmm. you'd never dealt with and you just just let's just wax what everybody else sees let's just wash down the deck let's just sparkle everything that's above the surface Mm -hmm. and we continue to let things grow and attach to us underneath well we need venues and outlets that says, "Hey, I need. I just need you to 
can I just pull up into your dock and will you help me scrape some things off? Yeah. That's and good. and that's what good friends are for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And not just any friends. Very good point. You yeah. know, you want that's true. The God kind of friend. <laughs> That's true. We've been doing a, a, a Josh and I are over our kids ministry um, at um, at our church, and we've been doing a series called "Live Like a King," and it's all about Mephibosheth. Oh yeah. And um, it we talked just a week or so ago about uh, Zeba and how Zeba deceived David mm-hmm. and Mephibosheth, and. It was all about how you don't want a Zeba kind of friend. That's true. And those are the kinds of friends you want. You know, you want to you want to avoid those kinds of friends. You want to avoid the friends that are going to keep you down in the muck and the mire. True. And 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 um, you want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the the kinds of friends that are going to point the script, point you to the scriptures, and point yeah. you to towards the Lord and That's right. and encourage you. And, That's true. Um. Yeah. But yeah, man, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Well, I love that. The, the friend, you speak of friend. Um, it's ironic that you actually, you're, we're talking about friends now because uh, a couple of Wednesday nights on our POG community, I taught a lesson on what are friends for. That's what I've got to talk the lesson mm-hmm. about. Um, and now I don't, I don't know that I'm an expert on friends, but I, I have friends, so I have a little experience. <laughs> there you go. And, so, and I'd like to say I, I can be a good friend. Um, but but you're, you're so right about um, not just anybody can be your friend. Um, when someone has things that's dealing, they need to deal with that's below the waterline, you can't trust everybody mm-hmm. with those things. Yeah. Um, I would argue or maybe point out that you know, those kind of friends that you need to unfold uh, your life before uh, and be vulnerable to, you probably could count those on one hand and take mm-hmm. away about two or three fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. And, 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 and I would just caution, and if you are finding yourself wanting to count your your all your fingers and toes and telling all of that, <laughs> I, I think we've got other issues that we need to talk about. I um, agree. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't know that it's just encouragement you want. I think you're just wanting to build a coalition. <laughs> so, so yeah. but to tr- for the people that really do need encouragement, um, and we all need it from time to time. You, mm-hmm. you, we, we need that nucleus, those one, two, three, four individuals that that are dear to us. And now the question arises, how do I get those? I had somebody text me the other day, says, I need a friend. I said, well, that's, that's great. I said, um, well, I'm your friend. And, and then we had a short conversation. And I got to thinking about that. Um, <laughs> I need a friend. And the old saying is, you know, in order to have friends, you have to show yourself friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I again, we go back to there is there is a part of our culture that says, "Can somebody be my friend?" And nobody wants to be with someone that is needy and just wants to take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's hard because you can't go and tell them that. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I'm going to pull this mic real close, and I'm telling you now, <laughs> nobody wants to be your friend if you don't know how to be a friend. Yeah. Yes. And in the Bible, and so the Bible says, "Give and it shall be given back to you," mm. and that's a principle, a biblical principle. And so I tell people, if you want a friend, be a friend. Yeah. Yes. And because it will come back to you. 
Absolutely. It, it, you know, it's people, people want to, people want to plow their, their fields and they want to get their little dove stool and sit down on it. And they want someone to come put a seed of friendship in their field. They just want to wait on it. <laughs> you know, why don't you go put a seed of friendship in someone else's field? Yeah. When you get back, you'll yeah. find some things have grown in your field where mm -hmm. people came by. That's good. And, and I think people do not like that by default. Mm -hmm. And I, I will also say people, for the most part, and I say godly people, people that are at least trying to live a Christian lifestyle, when they know someone needs a friend, they will be one, but it will be very temporary. They'll do that to try to get you on your feet. Mm -hmm. um, and But they expect you to, to bounce back and then be a friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and you're talking about this, this podcast is kind of built on discipleship. Well, you know, you can't stay in discipleship mode just forever. You have to go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean we constantly aren't learning, but you can't just sit in the seat and say, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. Right. Eventually, yeah. you need to learn the recipe and go cook something for somebody <laughs> else. And that's how friendships work. Yes. That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. I think I have went from talking to preaching. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's I'm fine. all for it. I'm completely fine with oh, that. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm having a great time, y'all, and I hope that this is something that is encouraging those that yes, are listening right now. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so, um, well, you know, maybe maybe we can make a conversation on um, at some additives of, you know, how do how does how does one how does one you said, I think the topic is we want to stay encouraged. Mm -hmm. Being encouraged is one way, but how do we sustain that? And that's yeah. that's um, that's something to really think about. And I think we we could put you could put several people in this seat, and maybe they they would come up with endless ideas of how to do this. But mm -hmm. a couple of things that I would think about, um, I, I think the number one thing in my mind as a pastor. I've been pastoring my wife and I here for what 16 years would be in November, and I've been in a pastor's home most all of my life. Mm -hmm. So people have been kind of what I do in a sense of business type. I've been in people's lives, and I have seen the people that do the best mentally, mm -hmm. in going specifically to in, being sustained, encouraging, right. uh, having encouragement, uh, sustaining encouragement. I have seen these people. There's a quality that I've seen in them is in it is serving. These mm -hmm. kind of people that serve, they expel their energy, they expel mm -hmm. even their money, they expel their time, um, their talents. You find them, you, maybe they're discouraged at times, but you feel, you see their bounce backs real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and even Jesus, I often would thought when Jesus said, "Those that are chiefest among you, they're they're the servants." Mm -hmm. And I've often thought that he that meant, and you could argue this, that it does mean that they're in his category of where he puts people, it's those that serve. But I think there's another argument could be made that the Lord is saying those that are have the greatest mentality, those that are doing the best, those that are, if we can say it like this maybe and stretch it a little bit out and say those that's going to be um, sustained in their encouragement, are going to be those that serve, mm -hmm. um, and I see the those people finding a place to serve, and not not just something that's going to fit you, because eventually that's going to break down. Serve something that's larger and bigger than you, and I would mm -hmm. I would I would in, 
kind of instilled the church. That's that's one of the huge benefits of the church. Not only is it the vehicle that can get you, you know, help you get to eternity, but it is a place to help you help others get to eternity. Mm-hmm. And it's a place to serve. Um, and I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there have been studies that actually say that endorphins are released right. when you help others. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what better way to stay encouraged and stay upbeat than that's to true. release some endorphins? That's so, exactly I mean, right. If you yeah. need some science to back that that's, up. That's so. true. <laughs> that is very true. It is. And it, and so to the I have said to the people, to the individual who said, I need a friend, I have counseled with people that says, if you're... If you're low, the worst thing you can do. I, I, first of all, I tell people, first of all, do you know how to get depressed? Let's figure out that first. We want to know how do we get down? How do we get depressed? And I don't want to your audience to make sure that I don't want them to think that I'm making light of depression. Yeah. However, the one thing we don't need to do is. Is just go find a go sit on the edge of our bed and start thinking about us. That's yeah. the mm-hmm. easiest way to get depressed. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, if you stay again, if you stay into that defeat where you've been either attacked, your towers have fallen, mm-hmm. your expectations of what you thought was now is not, yeah. and and you're sitting in that rubble and just you're you feeling despair and depression, and defeat, and if you just sit there and think about all of that. You're going to go have a, it's just going to go downward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell people, get out and do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, either work, go get a second job uh, or whatever. So I think idleness, idleness, it can really cause someone to be discouraged. So one thing outside of serving, keep, the Bible even says, occupy till I come. Keep, mm-hmm. do something. Idle minds, the devil's plague. That, and then that's what it's always said. Yeah. And it's very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And discouragement is a tool he uses. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, and um, and, and of course, then I would say there's the there's in contrast there's the, another side of that, where people, um, probably more, uh, it, it, it's probably not as 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 common, but there are a lot of people that are discouraged that they uh, they try to say so busy they exhaust themselves, mm-hmm. they burn, burn the candle at both ends, and then when they when there's nothing left, then they just crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that would prompt me to another bullet of advice is look to having balance. Yeah. A, a great book, if I might, can recommend to your audience. Absolutely. It's, it's an older book, one of my mentors. Um, he, um, he suggested that I read it. I've read it. I own it. They, they, it's not in production anymore. It's an older book. It's, it's called The Rhythm of Life by Richard Exley. It is a tremendous, simple read, but he makes four points, and it's something I'd like to impart to your your audience, if I may, because we sure. need pa- balance. Yes. And when you have something out of balance, well, then there's, there's something that needs to be fixed, and in anything that's out of balance, it arises issues. Mm-hmm. And so you think about a car, if the car, if the vehicle, the, the tire's out of balance, it's it's an uncomfortable ride. Right. If you don't deal with it, then it could cause other problems. Mm-hmm. Um, if a pool that doesn't have the chemical balance, well, that's a nasty looking pool and who wants to swim in that? Right. You know, if, <laughs> if, if you do not have a balanced diet, 
there's things that can happen to your body that you're going to go see a physician and he's going to tell you quit eating this and quit doing that and you're going to have to get on this medicine because there's not a balanced uh, uh, nourishment in your body. So the same thing is in the mind. If we don't have a balanced lifestyle, we are setting ourselves up to for discouragement. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another way that Richard Exley says beautifully in his book uh, that keeps us and sustains our encouragement is to have balance. He he talks about four different points and it, of keeping them balanced, and that is worship, work, rest, and play. Mm. And if you think about it, one of us, excuse me, all of us, we're probably dominant in one of those areas, mm-hmm. and we have to really work at balancing the others. Yeah, I, we could sit and spend a whole another segment on just these four topics of saying where there's workaholics, yeah. and then there's lazy folks, mm-hmm. and then there's the super spiritual folks that they pray over their candy bar, and then and it's <laughs> you know, and then and then you could you could you could just break this down, yeah. and I think we just. I think what the world needs is balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and when there's a pH balance off and there's a chemical imbalance off, again, we're setting ourselves up for discouragement and, and, and great disappointment. So I think that's another one. Of course, we could obviously, I don't want to dilute prayer. Um, right. Simon Peter, when he, in his scripture, he said, casting all your cares upon him, the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. for he cares for us. I think we we want to look to social media and we want to call it venting, but that doesn't do nothing but keeps us in the in the cycle of drama. Right. If you really want to get encouraged, find a place to pray and dump it on God. Absolutely. Because the Lord said, He said, I will give you beauty for ashes, strength for fear, gladness for mourning. Yeah. And the thing is, most of us, especially in the Bible Belt, we know this. But it's the last thing we do. Why? Because there's not a physical body in there that can play the fiddle for me. Yep. Yeah. To my sympathy mm-hmm. act. But if you really want help, and you say, well, I don't know how to pray. First of all, just find a place to pray. Mm-hmm. And then talk to him as if you're talking to someone else because he's yeah. listening. That's right. Start yeah. there. And then just start dumping it on him. And that's what we're going back to the first of our segment. That's taking pieces to him. And then he may surprise you what he turns them pieces mm-hmm. out. Yeah. You know, in the scripture, he tells he tells the prophet, he says, I, I've got a word for you, but I cannot tell you what that is until you go to the potter's house. <laughs> and when he got to the potter's house, he began to prof- He began to give him that word as he began to see that potter mold that clay. So sometimes God wants to take us to a certain place in life for him to give us a revelation mm-hmm. and an understanding mm-hmm that I'm going to repurpose you. I'm going to make something. I'm going to take what you've been through, what you're going through. I'm going to make something beautiful out of this, but you've got to stop playing tug of war with me and keeping it and holding it. Mm -hmm. Give them to me and let me make something beautiful out of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was right before we came, uh, Josh and I are leading our uh, marriage and family life group this semester. And um, we are doing... um, the book, The Story of Marriage by Lisa and John Bevere. And um, one of the points in the chapter that we'll be covering this week is um, this mentality that people get in in marriage where they feel like they're stuck in marriage. Sure. And um, whether that be, you know, circumstances or whatever. Sure. And one of the points that they make in the book is that 
just because you're going through a rough time or you feel like you're in a stuck situation at this very moment, that may very well be the making of your greatest moment. That's exactly right. And I feel like that it's the same way in life. Of course. You know, you're, you may be going through something that you just feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But a year from now, six months from now, a month from now, even two days from now. That's right. You know, God can turn that completely around and you may be looking at something that was the making of who you are today. That's right. And the great things that have happened since then, just because it's a trial doesn't mean it's all bad. Right. You know, and I think that's what we tend to forget. We tend to think that if we're going through hard times, then it's the most horrible thing on earth. But the reality is that I don't think any of us are seeing the hard times Paul saw. Right. Oh no. And, and he's way better off now than what we are. (laughs) Sure. Exactly. And, And I feel like, you know, God allows us to go through these times so that we can help others, of course. Later on, I, I think about Connor. You know, he—that's uh, our middle son. Yeah, oh. he went through a time that um, he actually tried to commit suicide, oh, mm-hmm. and he has now been speaking to other teens. You know that are ha- that are dealing with these thoughts and things, mm-hmm. and he's helped so many. He he went on a youth retreat, and he he uh, he even spoke to some of the the people that there were putting it on there and and they just told him afterward you know you you are such a blessing giving your testimony like that and it's it's just awesome you know that yeah he went through this tough time but god is using that now to help others and and get through that yeah that's right yeah and 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 even that's how it worked with joseph Mm -hmm. i mean Sure, he was a little immature, and he should have thought, you know, you know <laughs> let what? Let me go bragging. Yeah, let me go brag a little bit. That's and, right. I mean, if he he needed someone to kind of say, hey, that's not going to turn out too well for you. But, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it, it turned out all right because, yeah, we make stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, we, we sometimes don't think through the process, and those things can get us in a bind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God is not so – our message – that God can help us, and the message is about Samson, and you can relate this, but God will help us with our successes. He will help us with our struggles, but he cannot and will not help us with our stupidities, Yeah, the things we do intentionally just because we're Mm hard-headed. But we will have struggles that we just, hey, oops, we messed up. So Joseph goes to his brothers, as we know, you know, hey, look at my coat, and and he goes into the pit, and then that they sold him to slavery to Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he goes to prison. And all of that, 13 years of being in you know prison in Potiphar's house, the struggle. And for any of us, would we last? Would we say, God, I'm still faithful. I still believe. 13 mm-hmm. years, I'm in my struggle. Yeah. Uh, you know, and would we still be there? And you pointed out, we're not going through some of what some of these people. No. We're spoiled yeah. in so oh, many oh, ways. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing. Sometimes we pray, God, if you'll just stop this. Well, what, look at all the things he started in your life. <laughs> right. And when we don't get one thing from God, we, mm-hmm. we, we throw a fit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so for 13 years, Joseph was in that trial, but then he becomes governor at the age of 30, lives to be 110, 80 years he lived in luxury. 
So he traded 13 years for a wonderful life of a great testimony. And he, it was all, he said it to his brothers. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good mm -hmm. to save lives, just like Connor. Yes. 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 So good. Absolutely. So good. And you're exactly right. Like, if we would just live outside that moment yeah. that things are bad and realize that, you know, this is just a season. That's it. And if we would look at it as you so beautifully put it with the reforging and yeah. the and the repurposing, if I don't know that I've ever heard it put that way. <laughs> no. And it's so good and so yeah. relatable right. for people now. Um, it just even I you know, I look at myself and when I'm when I'm going through rough stuff um the first thing i want to do is withdraw yeah you know like you were saying right. and i want to withdraw i want to go and i want to get in my bed i want to turn my tv on i want to binge watch something right. and just numb <laughs> myself out. to everything sure the reality is that fixes nothing no yeah and um i am learning i'm a you know i'm a very um relationships mean a lot to me of course uh it's just it's just how my makeup is and um so if someone hurts me you know that's my first that's the that's the biggest you know if, if someone accuses me of something or or hurts me or, or relationship wise there's an issue that's the quickest way to get me in my head sure and the enemy knows that if he can get me in my head and then I've got all these thoughts mm -hmm. sloshing around in there. That's right. Um, and if he can get me stuck in that. That's right. But if I will, I, I'm learning, and I'm not perfect at it. Trust me, I have my pity parties. But I'm learning that if I will just open the Word of God, mm -hmm. and if I will just, even if you have to Google on your phone sure. encouragement scriptures or, yeah. I mean, we literally have the world at our fingertips mm -hmm. with yeah. technology these days. Right. So Google a, a, a encouraging devotion or, or encouraging scriptures or something that will, you know, that will kind of get you out of that because I know for me, going to God's word and the more time I spend in God's word, the more encouraged I feel. That's right. You know, like you said, praying and you, you, you talked about the four points that mm -hmm. he made and one of those being worship. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if prayer was one of them or you just brought no. that up, but yeah, prayer was just, but to me, prayer is one of those things. It's an act of worship. Absolutely. It is. So, you know, it's tied into that, Turn on some worship music, get in your words, spend some time just talking to God. And, you know, I love Connor actually says, you know, so many people have this mentality of, well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how <laughs> to, right. you know, approach God. I, I'm not good with words, but Connor has said multiple times, he said, sometimes I just slap myself down on my bed and I'm like, hey, God, we got to talk about this, such and such, <laughs> you know, and and sometimes those are the conversations you need to have yes. with God. Now, sometimes you do need to be reverent, and, and oh, there's a time and a place for that. But there's also that time and the place where you say, okay, I'm at my wit's end. That's right. I don't know what else to do. That's true. And to be honest with you, until we do that, 
he can't do anything with it because as long as we're still hanging on to it, That's right? He can't. He's not going to make you. He's not going to pry your hands off of it. He's not going to beg you and plead with you. He give us free will. That's right. For a reason. You're right. He wants us to want his. Help. You're you're actually making a point that I think. I think this is the hardest step for people that are constantly living in discouragement, mm -hmm. or maybe in a season of discouragement, um, is they lack the initiative to come out of it. Mm -hmm. And we can give, we can give tips, we can give advice, we can point out uh, and things and make observations. The point of the matter is though, you have to do what David did. A lot of times people are waiting on somebody to come encourage me. And if someone encourages me, I think that I'll move on. I'm gonna tell you something, that might not happen. Yeah. yeah. Should it? Absolutely. And I have kicked myself more than once for not discerning when people needed it. Mm -hmm. um, but and, and you, you just you just but you're just wanting someone. Oh, I had you were God's sin. I don't know how you knew, but I'm so thankful. We want that, but sometimes it may not happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to do what David did when he was looking at the ash. Everything's burned. His wife, his kids, and all of his men. Everything is gone. And they were wanting to, you know, they were wanting to kill him, uh, have mutiny against him. And, and they were like, man, this, you've caused this. Had nobody, not one person. And the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. And sometimes you have to go, I'm not. Damon, you are not going to think like this. And you're not going down these, mm -hmm. you're not going down the staircase. We're going up. That's right. Yeah. And we, and I'm going to do that by going to God. If if she ain't going to call, if he ain't going to call, if they can't discern it, then you know what? <laughs> he knows, like Job said, he knows the way that I take. Yep. Right. I'm going to him. And you'd be surprised how that can kick some things off. Yeah. yeah. When won't nobody else listen to you, yeah. God will. He will. Yeah. He and will. you have to have the initiative. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the mutiny will come. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't do what the Lord told him. Because when he went to God in prayer, the Lord gave him a word. And he's like, Lord, should I pursue the enemy that's taken everything from him? And the Lord said, pursue. You shall recover all. You won't mm -hmm. get that word until you start going to him. And so, and so then, of course, the, the rest is history. He's the man after God's, God's own heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he is the king that his sepulcher is still preserved in, uh, in there in Israel and Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Not any other king. Yeah. It's a man that's, that had to encourage himself. So, and he is honored and revered in that nation like no other king that was ever there. He, he even has a city named after himself, <laughs> a city called the city of David. There's part of Jerusalem that's made out of him. What's so amazing is this was a man that lost everything and had nobody. Now, how do you like me now? Yeah. How do you like me now? <laughs> so I just want to tell somebody, don't give up and don't close the book on your life. Yeah. yeah. The best is yet to come. That's right. Yeah. If you give him the pieces and you take initiative. That's right. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Well, Damon, will you pray us out? It would be an honor, Tanya. Again, <laughs> Josh and Tanya, thank you for yeah. allowing me to be here. Yes, thank sir. you for um, being here. And let me add one more thing. If someone needs encouragement, I, I know your, your your podcast is incredibly named. It's After the Amen, is it? After Amen. After Amen. But I'm going to make an AKA, it's Stroop for the Soul. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> 
so, it. So get you a little stroop for the soul. So t- right. t- tune in. So for those that uh, you know, remember the books that came out, that's it, a play on words. So, um, But I want to say thank you again, and I want to say thanks to your audience for tuning in, and I yes, hope that sir. this has been a blessing to them. And uh, I look forward to the next time. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Let's, <laughs> let's have a prayer and let's pray for our audience. Uh, Lord, we love you. We come before you right now. I thank you, God, for the ministry of Josh and, and Tanya. I thank you, God, for this podcast. I am praying, God, for those that are listening right now and those that will listen into the future, Lord. You said your word will not return void, but it will accomplish that what it is sent. Lord, we have injected your word and we have, God, launched this time of encouragement through this podcast on the premises of your word and on the premises of your presence. Uh, Lord, we want you to know without you, we cannot do anything. But with you, all things are possible. I pray today that you would go to that person that may be in their car, on the job site, God, taking kids to school, Lord, maybe lying in that hospital bed, nursing home, God, maybe in their handicapped state, maybe they've received some bad news, God. Whatever it is, I pray that you would reach down into that place. You said, God, you're a very, very present help in the time of trouble. And I pray you would move in with your power, your spirit, and wrap your loving arms around their mind and their soul. Give them the encouragement needed to take the initiative, God, to reach out, to be the friend that they want in their life, God, to be the encouragement that they need in their life, to serve God, to honor God. And I pray they would take the initiative uh, to, God, seek you first in all that they say and do, which is the ultimate sustainability of encouragement. Now, we give you praise and glory for this time together with you, Lord, and I pray you would go with us, God, in this day and the days to come as we seek you first. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thanks for joining us.